recording and we're live. Episode 1, Workflow Podcast. We have the most active and the most innovative DJ and producer to come from Dublin. Well, actually, not just Dublin. Ireland, in my opinion. Collie. Thank how, you very much, How are you, man? I'm good, bro. I'm actually fucking fantastic. Fine, you got you down to the shed. Well, delighted, man. I'm happy to be it's fucking cosy, man. It's really it nice. is cosy. Yeah, yeah. It does the job, doesn't it? It is, man. It's lovely. It's been a long time coming. I love the dash for the ceiling and everything, man. It's gorgeous. Ah, sure. This is it's like this last 20 years or something. Uh, yeah, so we may as well just jump straight into it. Uh, your influences. What was what was life around? I know, actually, to be honest with you, before we, we'll bring it right back, I know a bit about your background. I know you a couple of years now. Five years, maybe six. Five, six years, I'd yeah, say now. I think so. That's, yeah. Coming up to the anniversary. Not the we lost the COVID <laughs> years, but, but we're back. We're we, back. Yeah, we don't count then. No, we don't talk about that either. Uh, yeah, so what was life growing up? We know you're from Ballymun. Yeah. Life was, yeah, it was good, man. Council that was what? State. Late 90s, early 2000s? Late 90s. Oh, I was only a nip, but I wasn't allowed to sit the flat when I was yeah. younger. Ah, uh, that was, that was, a, that was a... Lifting Balcourish, man, that one. The like golden years of Ballymun, that was. Years. That was in the towers and all were rough. <laughs> when cars born out were, were a ritual, you know what I mean? Ah, oh, that was... It, it, there'd be something wrong if you didn't see that when no, you were going around. No. Same around this area. Lovely in the winter. Beautiful. Mm. Everyone, yeah, no one leaves the gap. Got a chip up on Oh, Nan. Not Nan. Nan's, Nan's van. van, yeah. Uh, Nan's Nan, Nan's van. <laughs> Nan's Centre, that's cross. No, Nan will. Nan. Nan. Uh, yeah, so life grown up in Ballymun, like, I, I wanted to get into this because I wanted to give people, like, I know a bit about your background, but I wanted to give the listeners, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of give the listeners a bit of a, an insight into how you grew up. Yeah. So obviously. What, like, musical influences and stuff like that? Musical influences, like, I know, like, your dad, Charlie, he was a heavy influence in your life. Big with, time. With music. Big, still is. Yeah. Still is, man. But I mean, what was, what was, him. Yeah, man as well, yeah. Oh, big time, man. Different taste in music between the two of them, but both of them fused into an influence to me. And a lot of people around me, not just them two, but the them two, they're, they're, the, they're the king and queen of influential uh, impact on me, big time. That's good, that's good to hear. And um, like for, like growing up in Ballymun as well, like I would have known from around this area, like music, you'd kind of heard it everywhere. And it was back before, like there was Spotify, there was no stream and no one had headphones on around, like yeah. walk around, no AirPods. It was back when, You'd hear all your favourite tunes coming out of a bleeding a car going yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. And I well, know back then, like that was. Well, I had the outlet in the in down the sit room or whatever the decks were. Yeah, true. Time. Actually, yeah, you so had. I mean, you always had constantly. Like I think I was brought well. home from the hospital with like an asylum mixtape playing yeah. at the time. Like I don't even know what was happening. <laughs> asylum, Jesus. That's yeah, it's the big time, big impact, man. I think music's had a bigger impact on me than growing up in Ballymun. If you want to put it. Uh, What's the word? Music kind of shaped you more than music shaped me. More than Ballymun I mean? itself, like more than Ballymun itself. Yeah, I love Ballymun. Love where I'm from. But some of my best friends, most of my best friends, are from Ballymun. Jeremy and brothers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, this music was constantly played in my house, like all the time between me, ma and my dad, people around me, my whole family. Like I grew up playing the guitar when I was eight. My granny bought me a guitar, and to be honest, I was kind of bit up to uh, guitar lessons. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to go, to be honest with you. But I, I'm glad I did. I did. Yeah, because I don't play guitar as much as I used to, but it's definitely uh, shaped and put me in the direction of music. Because I kind of always rebelled when I was when I was much younger, maybe from twelve to fifteen, fourteen. I was kind of, I was listening to bands, rock, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, loved all classic rock, but uh, I didn't really. I kind of rebelled against dance music because it was just played constantly in yeah. the gaff. Yeah, so it was yeah. almost like an overflow. It was too much, and I took. I, I, took that as negativity not yeah, negativity yeah. but like I just didn't I didn't it didn't register with me whereas you didn't see the beauty behind no, it no I didn't not see the beauty it didn't, it didn't hit me yet do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and then when I was about I don't know I don't want to say 15 15 is a bit late I'd say when I was about 
14, I start really, like, my dad would constantly have, like, Sasha Digweed, Nick Warren, uh, all Global Underground mixes playing constantly, and he'd be, he'd be trying to explain to me, he's like, do you hear what the track is mixing? Because I didn't know the tunes, yeah. I had no idea really what mixing was. I had an idea what it was, but I didn't really know the ins and outs and how deep it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he'd be showing me these mixes, and they'd be just fluid. Like, they just they just flow so well. They couldn't even tell when they were mixing. And he used to say to me, if you're ever going to be a DJ, you have to study these mixes. Study them. Like, it's your homework. Yeah, and just on that point, like, it's obviously, it's very evident that Charlie did do his, his homework. He did study well, he the music was, as well. He he was brought up in an era when it was only in Ireland. Like, it only arrived. Yeah, It only yeah. came from London at the time. or The very start of it. The music was coming from all over, but yeah. the, that rave... Uh, Eclipse, you know what I mean? That when it all popped off. Yeah, the big bang of it. Like, the big bang, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When Raven was Raven, as they say. It still is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it, it was, was obviously it was, something we didn't yeah. experience. Some of us did. People have... It was against the masses as well. Like, yeah. it, was a bit, it was a bit different. It was a bit different than it is today. Big time, man. But you can... like. I think... Like, do you think actually from the way Charlie... Like, seeing Charlie, obviously from a young age, it didn't really... It didn't register how much work went into like his sets and... His influences, but do you see now, like looking back, that you're like seeing him and the, the work he put into it, that that actually fed into your influence then as well and how you work today? Well, I think it's kind of it was different when I was DJing at the time. My dad wasn't really DJing when I wanted to learn. He was just playing in the house. He used to throw parties back in the nineties, of course, and he probably played in some clubs and stuff. Yeah, but uh, he only kind of really. I don't even think he played in clubs back in the 90s. I think he just used to throw his kind of own parties and he'd play, play around, do you know what I mean? But like yeah. he played, what I'm trying to say is he's much more relevant now than I think he might have been back in the 90s, do you know what I mean? But because like he, he throws some amazing parties now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's starting to play. He played, he played in all the clubs in Dublin, man. Like he played in Hangdoy. He got to play, and I get to play with him back to back sometimes and it's fucking magic. Yeah, like, it's, it's good. It's good to see like that. It's it's coming around the full circle now as well. Like from like his early influences into your life, and then you yeah. kind of grown up into it. Yeah. And I think like I think it was good as well. From what I know as well, like that it wasn't always just chart music as well. Like it wasn't just radio songs in the gaff all the time. It was a little bit more it was underground. Kinda, it, was, it was stuff that you didn't normally hear everywhere else, and nobody kind of heard. So you, it's like you had that something, something different. Yeah. Than everyone else had. Like you yeah. had that that bit of a like head start. Yeah, I had. Um, I was just. It was a mix, you know what I mean? Because my ma like loves all kind of music, so she was playing. It was constantly like old Coldplay albums on and breed like uh, how much is a breeder? A breeder. All them kind of bands, Oasis, yeah. fucking Blur, like that was all in the house. She'd be playing that, and she did love it. She had Almost, some re- like, like, that was like a little bit poppy, but also poppy, like but like just all kinds of well. music. Was it like your sister? I fucking listened to fucking. Uh, it was always music in the house, no matter what. But just my dad's like taste for music at the time. I think it's more. I don't even know if the records are even more relevant now in the sense that I don't know. Well, let me go back and I think. Go. Well, I think for the, the need for these records are more relevant now. I think a lot of people are. Look, I think the whole club culture as a whole in Ireland was kind of washed out there for a while, and it's starting to get back to like that. Not underground, but it's the foundation. To get, it's starting again. to get a little bit more serious, maybe. But yeah, and still, I think it's look, it's very saturated. I think the market is as well. Not even. I don't want to treat it as a market because I think that takes away what's special about it. But I think. There's a lot going on in the culture. And I think the competition is fierce as well. So I think a lot of people are starting to do Com- their own the, homework as well. Of course, there's, there's competition with every aspect of life. But maybe I'm naive. I like to think that everyone kind of encourages each other. Do you know what I mean? I kind of see it from that yeah. glass half full kind of perspective. Do you know what I mean? But of course, 
what I mean? It's let's go back to look at it. Yeah, but look at it. Like, I, I yeah. feel like from my point of view and my perspective as well, and others, I kind of think that everyone kind of ups each other. Do you know what I mean? And wants yeah. each other to do well. Because when you look at the likes of like Berlin, Amsterdam, even London, like like lineups and like the likes of fucking festivals, Deckmantle, where it be Kappa Future in Italy, wherever it is. Do you know what I mean? They all promote their artists, like their local artists. They all get put on the lineup, and I feel like for a while. Like festivals and stuff, there was maybe one or two Irish DJs, and it was all international acts. And I feel like now you look at Life Festival or look at Body and Soul, even, and like they were all Irish artists. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you capped them two lads from uh, Belfast. They, 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 uh, they have none of the headline, but they played on the main stage. <laughs> yeah, and they were. Well, we've considered during the day. It was fucking magic. Yeah. We considered a headline, and that's not like no. I don't mean yeah. a headline. I'm just thinking from what time I was just trying yeah. to. Uh, yeah. But even if it was at two o'clock, we would still say the energy that they bring is like a headline kind of energy. Oh my god, man! And everyone, everyone just flocked yeah. and just went over to the the, the main stage. It was, like, it was like a big barn kind of stage. It was fucking huge. What one was this at now? This body and soul. Body and soul. It was, yeah. it was cladded with like half rounds of fucking uh, timber. It was class. But they played up there, man. And just, it was fantastic. Everyone, like, almost mosh pitting, but it was very relaxed. Yeah. It was like soft play mosh pitting. Yeah, yeah. No one was, no <laughs> was falling into just a little pop. Oh, sorry. But it was great. It was fucking fantastic, man. <laughs> That's deadly. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, just speaking of fucking, speaking of Louis Festival and Body and Soul and you played I don't know we lost count of the amount of festivals and gigs Man, you know, played it, 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 just it, this year alone it's been fun it's been fun because yeah. I've for a while like I've I played Funya for a couple of years and that was great yeah I, I love Funya well. I'm fucking <laughs> looking forward to it it's coming played, up now I played it once ah oh, Funya was magic you know what it's like it's, yeah. it's a different it's a different ball game altogether it's, it really yeah, it's really is it's like they, it's not that they like set a bar for festivals they, they have their own bar yeah, you know that way. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different boys completely. But it's it's different with other festivals as well around Ireland. Yeah, I mean? each one has their own the, little. Look, bit. The, the, the festival there, uh, I don't know. Like, like it's very the, the level of festival uh, production. Yeah, everything is fantastic now. Do you know what I mean? That's for all the AVA festival up in Belfast, I think that a marriage festival happened. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, it's Ireland's Ireland's doing what they can. Do you know what I mean? We're not getting the help from the poxy government, but. That's the beauty of it. We're doing what we can with what we have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it. That's exactly. I couldn't have said any better myself. It's like that's where it's I think people are pushing each other. People are wanting to. I think there's a big, there's a much bigger support for local artists, even in clubs. Like you could put a local artist on like headline. Yeah, yeah. The comments, you know what I mean? And people are paying it. Like it's great to see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they, they won't just go out just for a headline act anymore, for an international booking. It's like a. a Four local lads can play and fill a room now. Or ladies. Yeah, fill, not only filling the room, the queues to be mental in town as well. Yeah. When you're, you're walking past, or driving past. And it's great to see, but it's it's almost like, I was just going back to what you said there was, you kind of have to, you get no help from the government or you, not even the government, you kind of get no help, everybody's doing it themselves. It's almost bringing back that like DIY aspect to it and it does kind of link it back to Charlie's era yeah. where it was make our own parties. Yeah. There was, like no clubs with mental sound. There is now. Like the sound systems in some of the clubs the sound now are system crazy. Is, yeah, but back then it was like you built your own, and but, you you set everything up yourself. And but, I think it's kind of gone back to that now as well, which is why oh, I don't know. Maybe the quality is a bit higher than it was. It's, it's, the quality is fantastic. I yeah. really, really mean that because it's not even just the level of nightclubs. It's the level of like listening bars and yeah. you go to Magnet, like anything like that. Like Hang Doi Chinese man. The sound systems in them places. Shout out the hands teeth. Shout out the hands. Shout out the fucking hands. I haven't been yet, 
The last time was a hen's teeth. You went to an event in there. The last time was a hen's teeth. It was on Fade Street. Remember, it was on the Yeah, yeah, that was Red Light. Were you working there at the time? No, two, three lads, two lads were working there. Um, Aaron or Luke and Paddy. Yeah. Uh, they were working there in the design. Yeah. Uh, sort of things with that. It yeah. was this greedy pig force then hence the studio. But when they they were like part of all the design and setting up all these events. But the one that I think stands out for me and you would be in the red light radio. Rather, oh, played a fantastic set. Of that. That, that was, was, that was class. Did we went on to hang then? We all went off to hang There was a good few yeah. of us. That was, was, was that was a solid crew. And then was, uh, to Tengu, I think that was after, a fantastic night. That yeah. was yeah, that was great. That was legal. No, Hang Doi, uh, we played there recently, me and my dad, and yeah. it's it's different, it's great. Does, yeah, but that, that kind of brings us to, like, there's the variety in Dublin. In Ireland as well, like, but mainly yeah. in Dublin. No, I, 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 think in, I think in Ireland, you have to, like... Yeah. I, look, I know... You have to give credit where it's due as well, because like, there's a lot of people doing their own thing. Tell you another story. Outside of Dublin as well. I played down in Cork recently, in uh, Conley's of Lip. Man. Good, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's just, it's it's... Now we only seen stuff in your stories. Ah, uh, no, you have to that be the, the stories. Didn't, I did yeah. not know what to expect watching videos. So I was looking. So yeah, look, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't tell what it was like from the videos. Yeah. And I went down there, man, and the level of production down there was class. Oh, I can't remember the name of the speakers. The Maiden Cork uh, always goes out my head, but he has them out the back and inside, and out the back it's like one of them. It's like the index tent almost that life. It's like you know that pulled kind of stretched mesh. They're all on poles. Like a, a circus tent. Like a like a festival tent, but it's like beige. It's real classy kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Huge. Maybe it you, you see them at Forbidden Fruit and all the other smaller tents are like that as well. It's like a big pole in the middle of it. Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of poles. And and then yeah. there's just a spike no, around. Yeah, 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 there's a few poles going around like and it's kinda of all like different peaks. Deadly, right? That's not even the essence yeah. of the place. You know what I mean? That's just that's a part of it. <laughs> and then they have the speakers on a stage whatever these speakers are it's going to come back to me later on uh, and like this stage could like you could hold a comedian there you could hold a guest speaker you could hold a DJ you could hold a band that's just outside right yeah you go inside walk past it's just like stone fucking uh, you know the oven stone bake oven yeah yeah, yeah for big the pizza <laughs> yeah big pizza oven and, uh, essential at a festival Sam runs that he's uh who says now what what Sam Sam's in charge, but he cooks pizzas as well. Sam's, Sam's the man in charge, right? You go inside then, you go into the bar, lovely bar, full of fucking pictures all over the place. Feel it's fantastic. Then you go inside and you go into this kind of narrow back of a pub stage with a mezzanine floor upstairs. So there's the second floor and you can go up, you can look over the banisters, DJ, these speakers. Ah oh, man. That's like, that's in the middle of Lep and that's out past like before Skibberine. Past yeah, Skibberine, yeah. I don't know exactly where it is. Ah, oh, amazing man. So and was it like I like I said, I only like kinda of kept up on the stories. I wasn't down at it, so it's hard to capture the experience as it was. But was it like a bit more of a rural town or like was it like a small oh, city? Ha- people had to get a bus from Cork City or oh, whatever. Yeah, so it's not Cork City you, at you all, get, no. You get a coach now, this is outside of Cork City. Yeah. Got the train to Cork City. And then uh the lads picked us up, we went off and uh yeah. Brilliant. It was a good night, good night overall. Yeah, about an hour drive, maybe fifty minutes from Cork yeah. City. But one of the best experiences I've had out clubbing, like outside of Dublin, one hundred percent. That's class. Would you go back? Ah, oh, I'm gonna go down and stay. B and B upstairs, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go down and stay, man. Jesus, we, we'll organise something. We'll do. You know, we'll, we'll bring the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah. We'll, bring, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get the boys yeah. on board. Yeah, that's a before the down the line. We'll, that's a before down the line. We give them a ring. We we'll go to where? Uh, we're we'll going to left, lads. We're coming. We'll see. We'll see if we make a past episode too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So that's. Kind of wrapped up the influences a little bit there, so just to kind of recap, growing up in Ballymun, you had sound systems kind of everywhere, coming from cars, coming from the towers. 
you always have music coming in the gaff between Charlie and like your mother and father. Yeah, mother and Charlie father. Charlie and Lisa. Um, yeah, like, and to have two different, completely different kind of music styles coming together to kind of fuse into what you're into now. Well, it just gave me like it. I was getting different, different influences both, so I didn't respect. Them yeah. Said so a bit more variety as well. Yeah, a bit you, more you variety, your own music a bit more took, open-minded. Took me down different roads, and I think yeah. today it might have made maybe my sets a little bit more versatile. I don't know. Maybe like I can play kind of different stuff in my sets. That's yeah. why I like a longer set. It's very hard to narrow that down in an hour. Do well, I also think mean? that kind of with the such a variety of influence, it kind of gives you an ear not only for like techno music or like house music, but it kind of gives you an ear for good music. It yeah. Doesn't have to be pigeonholed into any kind of genre, but good music. Good music. So it's all about the influence as well. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I suppose 100%. the instance, the, the, I mean, the, the essence of this podcast is about creative block and and you know what gets you into that funk and and how do you get over it. But do you have any kind of memorable instance of creative block? Like I know before we started recording, you were talking about like pre-COVID, it was going well, like uh, maybe a year before pre-COVID, but then yeah. coming up the the pandemic, I just kind of doing, everything. Went I was doing nothing. Dead. I I kind of um. I make I make music, I produce music at home, but I don't. Put, I I keep everything. When I look harder with music, I don't really put anything out. You know what I mean? I don't put out as much as I'd like to. I do put music yeah. out, but not enough. Look, Prince, get everything when you die. Yeah, you can have it all then. I'll, I'll leave the hard drive somewhere and I will leave a map. You're a little treasure hunter. Yeah, yeah, you just can have it and do what you want with it. But uh, um, yeah. So look, when look at the start, like coming up to the pandemic and and just approaching yeah, that time. So, the the nightlife was kind of dying slowly. It it wasn't quite dead yet. It was the odd party and everything. But you weren't kind of, you weren't getting brought into gigs as such around that time. Then everything closed. Yeah. Like, what happened then? Like, was it? it, may, it, it before all that happened, I was in a block where I just wasn't making any, nothing. Nothing was coming out, right? And I think I needed boredom. I don't know what it was. And did I you find your sets? I was. I, I will say there was a, the gigs were going actually very well yeah. before COVID, and we were we get gigs like every two weeks maybe. Do you know what I mean? It was great. Amazing, loved it, right? And then I was so preoccupied with that, I didn't even go near the laptop or anything to make any music. So uh, when COVID came, boredom kicked in, and you're in the house all of a sudden. I nothing to do. And man, I just put it all into making tunes and I f- like a f- few folders at home of stuff that I've made over COVID. And uh, yeah, I think I really think boredom got me out of that creative block. But other than that, I don't know what I don't know what it was. I think it was just pre being preoccupied. Yeah. Because I, I I do like to be occupied, you know what I mean, with with one thing, but I might only put all my energy into one. I'm not great at multitasking. Yeah, yeah, I sh- certain certain <laughs> areas, certain areas, certain well, areas, yeah. certain areas. For uh, the focus yeah, has to go on the one thing. Yeah, and look, did you find like with like with the pan? I fucking hate keep, I hate mentioning the pandemic over and saying COVID and pandemic over and over again. I'm saying this, I don't want to talk about. No, like that, just about that in general, but just those key words. Do you know what I mean? It's just I think it's I've heard it enough now over the last yeah, few years. Yeah, done. Uh, did you find like like that kind of gave you a bit of time and space? Ah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, look, we were all stuck in the gaff together. Yeah. So like we were wrecking each other's heads, but that was that that that's that was the zen. Just go off, put your headphones on, make a bit of music, or do something. Do you know what I mean? Music yeah. creatively. Do you know what I mean? And I wasn't really mixing as much when I was at home, to be honest with you, because that, as I said, I just focused then on making tunes. But uh, that's one thing I find I do find it hard to balance both because look, DJing isn't a full time job for me. And I don't know if it will be. I don't know, but um, let's hope it is. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Keep going. The future could be anything. You know what I mean. But look, I work full time, so it's hard to find that balance between gigs and then 
time with family, friends, and then doing music on top of that. Do you know what I mean? Well, look, I get it all in. I will. It's all a work in progress. I'm going to get an album out. That's what I want to do. That's, that's the, that's that's the next the I don't want to put, I just want to put, and I really, really, like a good album, a good fucking label. And Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll stop you there because I do want to get into the album because I know, like, we were talking a little bit before we were recording, like, we went out to get you there. Yeah. Almost to sum up, like, you knew you kind of were in a funk without calling the creative block. You were in a bit of a rut. And then everyone was in the gaff, so you kind of found your only time to relax and to kind of get away from the madness of a home life because yeah. they're all kind of everybody was in. Yeah, there was not you weren't. There was a time you weren't even allowed out two kilometers. No. Did you find it like overall? It kind of just gave you time to reflect. Time to so reflect. So you got to step away from the music. Look, in, look, look into yourself a little bit and kind of see this is working. This is not working. Like f- from that, from this is working. This is not working, and. I don't even know how to say this like you kind of get to see what kind of is working for you what styles it kind of gave you a bit more time to experiment with tunes as well not even mixing in the gaff but just like digging digging through music digging time and, big and, time and dig t- big time and find all, the new old stuff old records as well. man that like find the new I haven't seen old. the light of day and I've seen the light of day look obviously they might have been popular at the time most likely were popular at the time but there's a lot that like a lot of records I find man and I just like how is this not like how does everyone not have this record you know what I mean like mm. it kind of it made me to answer your question about the influence like not influence sorry Jesus Christ to answer your question about the styles yeah and getting into styles I'm, I'm kind of going backwards to what I was brought up with so when I wasn't really registering the music it was the Sasha Digweed albums it was that pro- progressive deep not trance on the cusp right but like you didn't hear it you didn't really hear it. you might have heard it at the old school parties I used to go to all the old school parties and I was young with my fake ID yeah yeah and see Robin S when I was 17 with a fake ID classic both Robin S aside yeah all the, this, these progressive records weren't there I don't know I just feel like they weren't getting played anywhere and I love that sound so much and then this new era just kind of peaked where it's like this Regeneration of like kind of proggy instead of progressive house, you know, what I mean? yeah, proggy yeah. kind of tech, and it's just a lot of these old records that didn't probably see the light of day then, even are more relevant now than yeah. before. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of sent me on that style after COVID. I kind of got really, really back into that because I always listened to them, I always loved them, but I never really got to play them. Now I'm getting to play all these old records, going digging through my dad's old tunes and digging through Discogs, Alt City. In Amsterdam, in a, I found a place called Killer Cuts. It's a little small record shop. Off. It's in Amsterdam. It's, it's, yeah, it's on the way to Rush Hour. I was yeah. actually on the way to Rush Hour and search it. My girlfriend says, "Oh, we couldn't check out this place." And this dude was selling Detroit techno, electro, but he had like not even in the bedroom with not with even like just De- Detroit techno in a box. Like Detroit techno with like certain like ambient plus like and it, just, it was just everything was categorised to the ping and yeah. it wasn't like there was not many people in there it was early but and the records I came home with man even just pricing I don't when I price records on discogs I just I'd not price them because I want to sell them price them just for a bit of, like to see is it is it popular it's curiosity do you know what I mean I bring these records on fucking three four euro this dude's charged me and 70 80 quid and all do you know what I mean like so digging 
I don't know, it has its joys, you know what I mean? Like, joys yeah. is in, like, gives me a little buzz. I like the, it's like, a, it's, I don't know, it's like gamblers maybe. It's like you buy yeah, a record, yeah. like, oh, it's worth a fortune. It's not, to, little I don't want to sell it, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I love, I'm buying the record because I love it. I don't buy music because it's rare. I buy music if I love it, but then when you find out it's it's a little bit rare and yeah. many people have it, it's a little, I don't know. I would don't you, know what like, vinyl de- uh, collectors are. People and would you, would you take that mindset into like new, new music as well? Like obviously, when you're going through old music, you kind of you find the little gems and you're going, this is class. I don't think anybody's heard this. But do you find like like new music? It's a bit of there's a bit of stigma behind playing like kind of charity music in the kind of club nights that you would kind of go to or you would play at. But would you hear like a new song and just because you love it and you think it might fit, would anything kind of put you off playing it or would you just go? What if Fuck it was it, a commercial it? tune? Like yeah, yeah. I tried to not play tracks that are played in every club. Yeah, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of a DJ. To a degree, do you know what I mean? Like, I think if not everyone's sets are going to be the same, but uh, I just try to, I try, I want people to leave the club and go, What was that track? Not he played that track, do you yeah, know what I mean? That was class. Don't get me wrong, there's, no, favorite song there's nothing wrong with an L crowd sweetener every now and then, throwing in it. Like, it's 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 fun, do you know what I mean? It's not, I'm not up there like I'm a fucking serious poxy accountant yeah. DJ looking around saying, <laughs> I'm not snobby with that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. love music, but I love, I love what I like, and I'm not ashamed of that. I don't think that makes me snobby. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, care. Yeah. You should love what you love. Do you know what I mean? It also helps you stand out as well, like because you have. It, it kind of gives people an I insight into pe- your pe- thoughts yeah. and your, like you're giving people an exper- experience. DJ should be just true to themselves, exactly. And whatever that is, do you know what I mean? Like just be true yeah. to yourself. Whatever you love, whether it's play. a commercial night or a whether whatever super whatever it is, whatever night. it is, whatever it is. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just yeah, so happens, I don't really like commercial music. Not that I don't like commercial music. Just a lot of this shit and fucking. Charts of shit. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all shit. Made to me, money, to me, to me. Not all of it. Do you know what I mean? But that's just to me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's just personal. But, so uh, yeah. So like that. Just kind of to to recap that. It kind of gave you time to experiment. You got to reflect on yourself as well, and then almost kind of sparked a new mindset into digging for music and and hearing new music and collecting new music. What was what was it like coming out of the pandemic as well? Because we kind of went. Truly, like, kind of how you got over it without kind of labeling it as how you got over it. But, yeah, what how did that kind of bring you into where you are now, coming out of the two years kind of you had the two years hiatus, like the two years time off? Like, did you find that you're more refreshed now after taking the time to reflect? And I mean, it's, it's a blessing, really, that you kind of because you probably wouldn't have taken the time off. You probably just would have went I, like I would have no, I, I wouldn't. I've no to reason, the floor I've no and gone stop straight. Yeah. Playing, do you know what I mean? I love yeah. playing. No matter what I'm doing in my life, I'll find balance to DJ. Like as I said, I I do produce music as well. But yeah, I'm a DJ before I'm a producer. Yeah, I do love to make music. But if I had to choose, going to my head, I'd give me the record, please. You know what I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, that's just. But that's just. Where yeah. I am, do you know what I mean? And that's all it is. But uh, what was the question again? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just kind of like what. So going through all your influences. It kind of shaped who you were up until a certain point, yeah. And then you kind of found that you were getting like you were getting gigs consistently, yeah. And then it was just all came to a halt, yeah. That gave you then time to reflect and maybe even think that you might have been doing stuff too much of the same stuff. Gave oh, you time to reflect. Time, what we were talking but, about earlier on, yeah. But then after the the two years kind of break or year and a half break or whatever it was, do you kind of feel that 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 kind of gave you time to, you know, reshape yourself? And then how how did you do that? Getting into like regigging and yeah. getting getting the gigs right. again and getting to start like starting to go out a bit. First more now. of all, we're gonna call uh, what am I gonna say the word? We're gonna call it the time off, right? That's what that off. is, right? <laughs> so before the time off, 
it, it was as I said between me playing and you know Ryan Hayden very well. Digital Ryan Wax, Hayden. we were playing Digital all over Wax. the place. It was fucking great. We were playing. They was the gigs were very consistent. Right, so constantly had a share with Ryan Hayden. Not even just with Digital <laughs> Wax, but I found with me more yeah. so with Digital Wax we kind of pushed each other. But but me, I was getting a little bit lazy, and I was just bringing the same USB and very rarely update my tracks and I was like I was playing the same set every time not I, I would do my best to not play the same set but I had yeah. the same music and I wasn't updating it enough so there was the kind of lack of preparation lack of preparation. just kind of playing on the it floor was, every time you know what the, the time out made me realise what I would be missing do you know what I mean like I yeah. I, I took it for granted being able to play all the time and I just was like, I was getting a little bit lazy yeah. I'm not going to say I was getting lazy but I think that's mentally complacent complacent yeah. perfect word for there you go. and uh I was just playing the same stuff. I wasn't exp- I wasn't expanding my music. And what happened yeah. was, timeout kicked in, and I said, uh, "I realised, man. I was like, first of all, how much I loved it. Do you know what I mean? It's not that I forgot, but I just really put it into perspective. The music. This is how much I love. And when it, what I started doing was, when the gig started kicking back off, first of all, I wasn't. I, I had. I had like six USBs. So I was sorry, microphone. I had six USBs, and what I was doing was, I was filling them up. But I wasn't filling them up with all the same stuff. They'd be all different. Might be one or two of the same that were in each one. But uh, it kind of forced me to play different music. Do you know what I mean? Not different music I was collecting, but different sets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'd be thinking, like, I, I found myself so much thinking, what was that track? I should have brought that track. And then it would force me to play something else. And then you just, and like, I felt like I was doing what I originally wanted to start DJing for was because I wanted people to leave the club going, what was that? What was that showing? Like, what was, yeah. it's all about the music at the end of the day. Keep them wondering as well. I want like to keep them dancing, keep it seamless, yeah. but it's all about the music at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? You're up there doing yeah. your thing. And uh, yeah, just let the music speak. Good records, good music. And uh, I found that because I was constantly updating my USBs and my records, bringing different piles of records. What I was doing as well was leaving a pile of records in a bag and they were just to go to once and I was just bringing them. So, yeah. COVID time taught me to uh, to really just keep fresh, stay fresh as possible. You know what I mean? Savage. That's exactly what we wanted to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's, go, it's good. It's good to hear and to give the listeners like a bit of an insight into like first of all how you grew up, some of your influences, like times that you found were tough, and then kind of how you worked worked your way out of that yeah. without working. You know yeah. that way it was almost like the lack of work yeah. kind of pushed you to yeah. to change it up a little bit. Um, just to kind of change change up the subject a little bit. Right, go ahead. You were saying there like when kind of people like you, you want people leaving, going what the fuck was that? That was a class song like and not even like wanting them to come back next week or whatever or the two weeks later or whenever you're gigging like because I find that you, like from what I can see from a, a bit of an outsider's point of view is that you have a kind of nice little following now like the same people go to Did the gigs and all like yeah, yeah, well, anyway, like, like, yeah obviously the people who surround myself with my friends and yeah so no, that's just, good that's just good to hear. Just, I'm glad you think that yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just to flip it up a little bit uh, social media do you find you have a lot more people now kind of contacting you like about tunes or to get you into gigs or just even good and bad. It doesn't have to be all like, good feedback. There's obviously going to be people out there that are going to give you a lot of stick as well. Like, but hopefully not too much. No, they're in their requests. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. them, keep yeah, them in the basement. Leave them to the right. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's good that you blocked that out. Uh, do you find like that, like social media? Oh, I'd say mainly Instagram, but like social media as a whole. Like, do you work a bit more on that now, like to put yourself out there, or do you just? Just go with the flow, like put like everybody. Some people put their whole life up there, their dinners and their breakfast and their dogs and everything, and then some people only have a far 
like business are yeah. their own kind of craft and stuff yeah. like that. Look, I know you kind of put up a bit about like, but do you find yourself now with the gigs coming in a bit more? Like that you're trying to kind of bring in a new audience as well. You're not just leading to the clubs to bring in yeah. the listeners mm. and then hopefully one of them, one or like a group of them or whatever, I'll latch on and then like kind of follow you. Do you kind of, do you feel social media kind of play the big, big part these days in getting your gigs or promoting your stuff? I think it, it's, it is. Or do you even know the difference? I think like, it is the tool for promotion. Like, yeah, kind of I don't really have a strategy. I think I'm just kind of learning. I don't really yeah. necessarily know how to promote myself properly. Do you know what I mean? I kind of that's just my personal page. It's not like a yeah a DJ page or a, it's just no agents. It's my life. Know. You know what I mean? I've, <laughs> none of that. None of that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Sean. You can be my agent, will you, please? Just, just, just that can happen. Just be me, fucking. Agent, no, fuck <laughs> no, but uh, no, man. It's um, I just kind of, I just promote all out the promote time. me gigs and. Yeah. That's yeah, that's. It, I think that works as well for some people. Like for you, like, music. If I can't, it's. I, yeah. I find it the only. T- I'm not on Facebook anymore. I didn't deactivate my account. I just don't have it. I don't. I don't go near it. Just don't use it. I don't mind Instagram. It's just people putting up the happy times in their life. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's cool, but it's also a great tool to get people. My my issue with Facebook is people have no, too much space to talk. Gigs, you know? Whereas I look Instagram because it's all pictures. I mean, you get yeah, to look at stuff. You're not reading people having rants at each other. Yeah, it's a visual I mean, experience, no one, rather exactly. No one reads the comments on Instagram. There's less. Only there's less up. opinions, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's more more room for the the art itself, regardless yeah. of what it might be. I also found that um, following certain not people per se, just following certain pages, let's say more so pages like following artists, following music producers, bands, musicians, uh, anything that interests me. That's not like just scrolling fucking what and shit you know what I mean yeah so if I am scrolling I do find myself scrolling I'm I'm just I'm only seeing stuff that I'm really interested in and it's 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 almost educational kind of if, you, if that makes sense I'm following yeah. like positive kind of pages and all that you kind keep of keep a healthy digital music, way. <laughs> what, do you know what I mean keep, keep the uh, social media addiction healthy as exactly. possible but uh, if you're going to no. be addicted you may as well be addicted to something that's but, actually going to benefit you exactly but to music man I don't really know what I'm doing let's say to promote yeah. yourself as a as an artist, DJ, I just kind of... You let the music I, I just, I just do it. I just go to be, play me records and hopefully people leave and go, that was, yeah, just leave me that was good. Just I enjoy just want to do me thing. Yeah, just, <laughs> just want to play some music. You know what I mean? Uh, every, everything else to follow as well in good time. Ah, uh, yeah. That's class though. Um, yeah, background and kind of like... Uh, like, do you think anything other than music inspires your set or inspires your... A visual art. I love art. Yeah. I really, really do love it. Because I do see... I'm not much of a... Painter or anything like that. Not myself. an artist yourself. Not an artist. Also, yeah, your own. Although my grandfather was yeah. master painter on movie sets and shit. like, see, he has it. Like, you uh, know what I mean? Sign writer in the family. Has it. In the family somewhere. I don't have it. I, no. I, I, I got the musical stick. I don't know where that came from. Someone. I mean, man, that of course came yeah. from them. Yeah. But, that uh, into it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. But, yeah, uh, so yeah. Visual art really influences me. Uh, lots of media, see, you movies, lot, like, you man. Go, you go galleries every. Like, I know every. Well, at least once a month you're in a gallery in Dublin. Anytime you travel, you go into. A I was only somewhere. talking about this and walked today about someone who was said he was in a museum. I said like you don't realize there's loads of museums in Dublin, and I think it was just it was around it was still uh, time out time, but it was they were kind of you could release re- like restrictions were easing. You know yeah. what I mean? So we were me and my dad were going to museums. Me and Sarah were going to museums. Because she was quarantining with us, just so anyone's yeah. gonna fucking in the bubble. Me, do you know what I mean? In the bubble. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, man, they're great. Like just just to stop and like it's it's like music, but it's 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 silence and you just stand there and, and let you yeah. let that take it rather than a mix. My favorite thing to do 
uh, when I used to record mixes, especially in the winter. I don't know why the winter. Maybe it's because I don't sweat on the bike, but uh, record <laughs> a mix for two hours, let's say. Make myself a rolly or two, get on the push bike and cycle into town or whatever and f- fly around and listen to that mix. And I, th- that would that would s- that would settle my judgment on the mix if I wanted to put it out, bloody blah. Take mental But just go off on a cycle, put the headphones on. Dodging cars, you know what I mean? Yeah. I heard the fucking horns behind you. About to get knocked down by a lorry, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, yeah. stop. Jesus, take but, it uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be ritual, man. So, like, being on my own with music is, or any media, I get me influence, you know what I mean? And I get me uh, inspiration. Yeah, it kind of all feeds into one as well, because from, like, looking at the gigs as well, like, maybe it's not so important, but, like, when you're at a gig, obviously the music is important, and, like, everyone's happy and dancing, and, you know, bringing people together. Yeah. But I think the quality of, like, the videos that are behind DJs, so, like, the the, the visual... The videography, like, of, like, the, gigs and stuff? Just, the, like, the, the visual media, like, that's behind the DJs. You look on screens and stuff like that, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that is all feed... Like, everything that you're saying that's happening outside is all kind of feeding into it as well. well stage design, like, you know Stage design, I mean? set stage design, design yeah. You're at a festival and... You're at a festival, you're at a gig. Sometimes, right... It's the minimalistic stuff as well. It all kind of works for me. I find beauty in everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, like from one end of the spectrum, we can have stage design where it's a black room with a little light flicker and that's it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Berlin style. And then you have these big, huge, massive stages. But like uh, this, everything. It body and out, soul. It, body, body, body and soul. Is it was it amazing? Was that that? Was it body and soul? Was it? Walk of art. That yeah. kneecap played it was it that. Yeah, we in the, it was in the, all in the forest. That wasn't a big art in, installation. I got me and my dad played in uh, the woodlands. Not the woodlands. There was a stage off in the woodlands. Uh, it was a it was a gym bar, and it was class. The, the, the woodlands finished like halfway through our set, and just everyone flooded. But we yeah. were the first place to go, or the jacks, the queues for the jacks were down the road. Everyone came in, and it was just it was magic. It really was. But uh, different balls all together, man. Meeting beautiful people and yeah, everything in between. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. It's all different different cultures colliding, but I think ultimately they all do the same thing in their own way as well. Like so, trying to express themselves, let you express yourself and feel. Whatever you want to feel. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully go. as positive as possible. As positive as possible. Eh, I'm going to stick on the spot. We go for it. What was a favourite place to play in maybe the last few years? Let's say, like, not to throw anyone else under the bus, but and, like, not to pick no, favourites around like that, but I, was, there, was there any kind of Anywhere to gigs? play is, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, I'm going to say blessing. I'm not, I'm not a religious man, do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's all, it's amazing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But standout places, yeah, put me on the spot, aren't you? Uh, well, like you said, you body and soul was magic because it was the first time a bit of I got to play back to back with my dad, which is always fantastic. And it was like a three hour set, which is another top, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love playing long sets. Um, Condies of Lep, because it was that was that was uh, your headline gig, though, wasn't it? That you were, were you a yeah, headline that? Yeah, the Tiernan Old Boys got me down. Kieran, was, was that one the first headline? Kieran O'Sullivan and Kieran Killstock, yeah, yeah, the boys, class, the fucking lads, yeah, and then Sam, he owns the place. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was as I said. Yeah, two two big standout ones. Oh, big time. As of late, anyway, like more. As recently. of late, I yeah. played in amazing places, man. You know what? A bit, I only thought about it the other day. I was very fortunate to be able to play district eighty before I closed, before I got knocked. Let's yeah. say closed. Before time off, fucking demolished. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're gone now. Yeah. What's there now? An Airbnb or oh, not Airbnb? I think I think uh, District Eight is a pub now. I think it was only walking. I think they built a hotel on that ground. It could be a hotel now. We're just seeing like the laneway, but it was all open and painted, and it looked didn't look like District Eight. That was uh, me and Ryan got to play that together, and that was yeah. oh, I know man. it well. Yeah, I know it well. Were you there? Wait, wait, 
supported like no tough guy. Oh, um, I forgot about like, that. Me and Andy, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> that. Oh yes, they were big ones, yeah. They were they were big ones, yeah. weren't they? Because like that there's something very special in I think everyone's heart in Dublin that went to District A. Yeah, I think we have the District A for maybe for me anyway. I'm speaking personally. I don't know for others, but you're talking about like the old school lads and they they talk about the soil on our sides or that the air kind of all these clubs and yeah. it's like. We had that, and it's gone. We had this game. It's gone. Do you know what I mean? And it's not gone. This, it's this still. It's just the yeah. Tivoli is gone. Let me. Let me. Then you phrase that. District Day are yeah. up and fucking flying away as per usual, and they're up in there here and now. Here and now. Yeah. yeah, index isn't it here and now? Yeah, was, I don't yeah. know if they're just up there now, but they're or all like over the place. Forty, whatever it's called. It's. I think it's here and now. Yeah, I, I was quite confused, but I got it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> index. There. There's a few of them up there. But I have. I'm actually uh, supporting a jacket there on the 23rd of September. Which I'm really, really looking forward we, we to. Shout out to Ryan Rowe yeah. and we all the boys. Ah, uh, man, this how did that even come about, man? Because that's uh, that is such a Ryan's huge man. Ryan's putting trust in is the top tier in what he does. Oh yeah, big time. And to see, look, it's it's great for me anyway to see look a friend being able to look. It's it's almost like it is like I. It's a support set, but it's also nearly. It's, look, it's, without it being a back to back, it's almost like a co headline set. It's you know what, you know what's from... nice about it. I'm getting to play in the main room for the first time, and I've played in the past and that room too. Since now I'm before I get into room two and in uh, here and now as a whole, I might I threw my first gig when it was the Voodoo Lounge for college. We had to book uh, Emma J. Shout outs to Emma J. If you're listening, maybe you are. I'm actually going to send it yeah. to you now, so you just listen. <laughs> but uh, we booked Emma J. And we didn't know what we were doing. We were in the Voodoo Lounge, and ever since then, we used to go there for gigs, uh, rock concerts. I can't remember. We seen a band there one night. Loads of rap gigs in there as well. Loads of rap gigs. I actually, there's another one for you, Deeny Weenie, Bally Moon. <laughs> when I was starting DJing, I played a uh, hip hop set for the boys. Yeah. Then we'll for the other. Yeah, they did, did, did a hip hop set there when it was the Voodoo Lounge. Then it was Thirty Nine Forty. Thirty Nine Forty. Then yeah. it was Index for a while. I think. I think it was still Thirty Nine Forty. But I think Index. Every we have a, a. They call it Index. I had to play it as well, but it's yeah, here and now. Yeah, yeah, and then here and now now. Here now, no, here now, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my great space. But they've they've re- they've done it up. They've revamped the place. Yeah. Have you been there in the last? No, not since it was thirty nine forty. They, I mean, I was yeah, like, like I kind of I fell off the map in terms of club culture and going out. That yeah. sort of things. Like I just I wanted to focus on my own things. Like, but two of the best sets I ever seen. And this is another thing, not even played, but actually witnessed. DVS one and Lee Kelly, and I think there was someone else on before. I'm not sure. In index man, and it was like off the rick. Went me da, Pat Hoyland, and a few others, and it was absolutely yeah, it was class. And yeah. then I went to see Dusky with Dre and uh, Hayden. That was show. a different energy. <laughs> that was that was show. a bit more. Uh, I wasn't standing there with the outfit, you know what I mean, having a beer. I yeah, was, yeah. Um, I think a mosh pit started now. It was magic, but a you beautiful mosh pit, as I said, body and soul mosh pit. They were hugging and kissing. It was great. Yeah, magic. A bit more gentle. A bit more gentle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Lee there. Um, I don't know him personally. I just know him from going in and out of All City. But I thought that'd be a nice segue into speaking about All City. Obviously, that has a huge uh, place in your head. Yeah, big time, man. I love like, all the lads in All there. City. I, came and went. And well, I got to know that through like, buying painting years yeah, ago. Yeah, I used to buy paint. And I used to spray me trucks. I used to spray uh, skateboard. I used and to I, I never really... Alien. I never really kind of like, got into the whole record side of things. I used to just go graffiti shop in town, going in there, wherever I get markers yeah. and paint and everything. Yeah. And then it's only now, like in the last couple of years, I'm going in going, this is this is a lovely little buzz going in here. And it was only when I seen you in there, yeah. you went like, I oh, know we'll get into it now in a, in a minute, like that you kind of started working there a little bit, but 
when I used to go in there, I, I remember I was going in, I was just walking past, I wasn't even going to go in. And I seen you, I think you were just testing out records or something on, on the turntables, didn't you? Yeah. I walked in then, that was kind of how I got to know Olin a little bit. And then just Lee Kelly then as well. Just yeah. kind of, I just see them, I don't really know. I just know of them, you know, that way. Yeah. But how how did you even get that? Like, going, like you were just spending a lot of time I was, that, it, When I was going to buy spray paint, that was just in and out. I didn't yeah. introduce myself. Didn't mix and but what happened was, <laughs> I don't know if my dad brought me there or... I was definitely buying records around the time I went back, but I don't think I went. I don't know if he brought me there or I start going there, but we both did it at the same time. And uh, just the lads, just kind of building a relationship as you do. You're in there all the time. They're f- feeding you your music, and yeah. they're the the rec- record pushers. Like it's not going. Like, you're not going into a record shop. Like I don't know when you go abroad to a record shop. If you do, do you go and ask for help? Like these lads just come out and get, like after a while, Lee or Dara or Nevin now. Chanel is uh Chanel hasn't had me a record yet. I'm actually gonna have to have a word of them. Yeah. But uh, the lads would just come up with a pile. I was like, you're gonna dig this, and it's like they know. I I really looked up to that. I love the fact that they don't only know their own sound. They know customers that 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 friends sounds coming in. Do you know what I mean? They know what yeah. they want, and they're giving it to you, and it's it's more personal. And you might not like half of it, but there might be a couple of records in there that you fucking dig, and you would probably wouldn't have found them hidden amongst the piles. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's also part of the experience as well. Is they kind of give their suggestions? Yeah, exactly. Based on what they know about you. But, but also, so you know what? I, I don't even know why I haven't. Back to the other question there about the best place you played. I'm at one more place that's on par. The Bernard Shaw. When I used to play in it in Fisbury. No, no, Fisbury. Sorry, it's in Fisbury now. Eh, uh, I haven't played in Fisbury yet. I hope so. The old Bernard Shaw. The old Bernard Shaw. I used to play with all city all the time. Yeah. And we the Christmas parties there every time. Indoors, or outdoors. It was outdoors for a while, yeah. and then I, I swear to God, like the place would be packed out the back right? People getting pizza, people dancing, people smoking, yeah. and the lads would be grab, be handing the decks in through like like over like a crowd stuff. They would be <laughs> passing the decks down, and uh, oh man, magic! And then you go inside. And just amazing, man. Just to be maybe seven DJs on two tracks, two tracks, two tracks, and just playing records, fucking Christmas tunes to George Michael yeah. to oh, uh, that place is mad. to a Drexia track, like just like really, yeah. really good crack. You know what I mean? That place is mad. We we went to see uh, Motor City Drum Ensemble in there. He done. A fr- I remember he done that free party. Yeah, me and Andy went in. I wasn't even gonna go in. I was. We had organised to go in. I was going fuck that. I don't really want it. Yeah, and then we, we're glad Andy did headlock me and bring me in. <laughs> I never got, I've never seen him, but like he's, I love, he's, he's fucking class, man. He plays for yeah. he takes, he takes a serious approach. Oh, big time to to gigging and yeah. productions as well. Yeah, big time. Yeah, he was like, he, he was kind of, I remember, he was kind of looking after like his mental health before that was cool, if you want to call it that. Maybe, before it was maybe, a trend, because I remember we, me and Andy, we didn't, not that we tried to book him, but I think Andy might have been looking into that, but the. I remember he was, like his manager got onto us saying, we only have four slots for this whole year, basically one per quarter. Yeah. So we need to know as much about your club night and you so that we can choose where we go because we don't want to overwork him. I can't remember his actual name, but he was like, we don't want to overwork him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be overworked and, and overwork himself. So we like really look after himself before it was like trending. Yeah, you know that way. No, look, you have to take care of your mental health, man. Yeah, mm. and physical, mental, everything. You just be as healthy as you can, do, man. You know what I mean? Because, like, I started. Friend, we're gonna have you have to. We have to mention. He he doesn't like. He doesn't mind me calling. I'm a little calm. Judgey Adam Judge. Adam Judge. Friend of Shea, us. Well, Adam Judge. In the fucking shape of his life, right? Shape of his life. He's had change in his life. He started introducing me to yoga. Um. 
the beach with Shani down in Port Marnock and it's magic. Mind do, yourself. do it once a week, mind yourself. I have to plug the lads. Legends. Absolute. Like, well, if you had to go down, phenomenal. do you know I actually got down? I do the sea swims in the morning, but I normally bounce before the yoga starts because there does be hundreds of people. A there. sea swim alone, man, is yeah. just... I've started doing cold, uh, cold water therapy, won't get into that. You have a hot shower and just finish a shower with maybe a three minute cold shower and just like really spread, just get your breathing going and then it's gone to the stage now I'm doing it the last three or four months that it's just the breathing doesn't change in the hot to the cold there's no no shiver there's no nothing yeah. just and after a minute it's like I can't really obviously you know you're in a cold shower but it's hard to tell the difference so like heart rate goes down I feel much better well, eating isn't healthy isn't cold like the, like the cold in general whether it's cold water or just cold weather it's a stressor and your brain can't tell the difference between cold being stress and like the stress of work it just registers as stress yeah yeah so if you can train yourself to overcome the stress of cold then so you'll be able to bring that into the rest when something stressful comes out in, yeah. in, in, in any fucking aspect of life you can handle it yeah big time man but just take I think just fair play Judy <laughs> fair play to him man big time man. bringing that introduction swear to god and he, he gave me a book I'm reading the book at the moment that he gave me but I'm, I will finish it soon and I'll give it back to you I don't know if someone else wants <laughs> I'll get it to bits but uh, yeah man like just take care of yourself and then your perception of what you want to do becomes more clear and the road becomes a bit smoother and you know where you're going. I don't know. It, it works this almost links, links it back into when we were talking about like kind of the time off reflecting and doing something other than playing sets and trying to produce songs whether it was just digging through music like, or di- mm. like digging in the crates and listening to music and that might not necessarily be your style but uh, it's also doing something that's outside of music that will benefit the music as well. Definitely, man. So it's like your well-being is gonna. It's it's all gonna infiltrate, infiltrate each other. You know what I mean? It's all gonna daisy chain. It's gonna be. You know what I mean? It's gonna walk out, Sean. It's gonna walk I out. Love that. I love it. I love it too, brother. So here, apart from the Ejecta gig, as like huge as that is, what's the future look like for you? For me, Sean. So that could be like you know gigs, festivals, anything that's coming up. As I said, production-wise, I do. I, do, I really do. I'm gonna get an album out. And it's gonna be you said that already though, you're working on it. Oh yeah, Jesus, yeah. yeah. But uh it's I I don't know. I don't know when I wanna release it. Hopefully. Yeah. Not gonna be you're this year. Enemy. Not gonna be this year, <laughs> next year, next year, early next yeah. year. And uh Yeah, man. I'll just I'll let i let it speak for itself when it comes out. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's that's okay. It's okay. We'll we we'll get it in the top spot and I'll see you anyway. It's great, you better put <laughs> have it in the window with a lot of arrows pointing at it. No, but uh I wanna do wanna delve more into the production and uh I feel like that will give get me more like more roads to different gigs and yeah. hopefully maybe some more in, like internet. I've played in, uh, played in Sunderland, but that was a great. We will get into that. I don't know how we should, but yeah. uh, that was magic. That was yeah. That was maybe six years ago or something like that. Six seven years ago. Really? Yeah, that was my first time traveling with Lizzie. That was my first time traveling yeah, with the boys. Me, yeah. me, you, the two, Judy, uh, the two, Andy, Keith, and Hayden. I don't think they realised how many I think they thought more were coming they gave us the two Georgian rooms didn't they two full they gave, us, they gave us a gaff yeah they gave us, yeah, yeah, they gave us two, two story gaff over yeah. a little cafe yeah I remember it well yeah and then they brought us smoking that well. funny cigarettes that was uh, that was actually do you know who was only Sorley was only over yeah there yeah, a no, I, weeks ago yeah but he he played with um, he wasn't I was away or I was gigging I don't know I couldn't go who was he playing with Hannah once was it Hannah once? He was playing with Hannah once. In index, and that was in, yeah. I know it was index. Yeah, well, here it is. I think it was Hannah once. He was playing with Hannah, Hannah once the following weekend as well. Um, yeah. I think no, he beat. I think so. But he was. He's still he's pretty well, yeah. He's actually going well. around quite a bit there. But I still remember that there was there was, Jesus, there was a few of them. 
there was four or five of them anyway, and they brought us over. But brought us to the studio, no, remember the studio? studio? They were only doing it up. Out for Nando's, I remember. Brought us to Nando's. Ah, now, they bought us a bottle. cars They gave us a bottle of whiskey, right? Each. No, they gave us a bottle of whiskey to share. Did you Did you get one as well? Did we all get one? We all got one, me and I, because we, we just thought they wanted the boys to drink. So what they were drink? like, what, what no, you drinking? No, we said, me, oh, James and Ginger Ale or something. Oh, they got like, a, yeah, they got And the end up just showing up with a bottle of James in each. I drank the whole bottle that night. Do you remember I was getting sick out yeah. the back? Mike Skinner was downstairs. Yeah, Mike's, what, that was a weird... What was that, what was that uh, venue called? Oh, I can't remember. In the, was it in... I'll cut this out, but what was that called? No, what keep was this that, in. That, no, but what was that collection called? Was it... Oh, the collective? Yeah. Where his? Hayes, yeah, the night, that's what the, the, independent night club. Independent, independent night Jesus, club. Jesus, yeah, fair yeah. play. Now we're keeping the same. Rather remember. Yeah. And do you know what I done that night? I was it's because of the bleeding, because of that bottle of whiskey. I was tapping my fingers away on the decks while Andy was playing, and I ended up pressing Stop. pause. Stop. I didn't press uh, press pause. 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 Okay. But you know, Andy, can you say today he bleeding spun it out and went back to the stats? I played first. Before, I think. Noticed, but I remember just that sobered me up quick. I played first <laughs> and just. Dude, I didn't. I don't even think I mixed it. I think I'm a little. Like, Degenerate. I just drank the whole ah, thing. Yeah. Not that I didn't. I don't think I drank the whole. I don't think my nah, body could handle the whole thing. On tour and all that. I must have drank half. <laughs> yeah, boys on tour, getting sick out the back and the bouncer was about to pull me out. When you and Andy no, went over, said, "No, he's Irish." <laughs> ah, it's, it's all right, sorry. Right. I'll leave. I'm back in. And then what else did we walked home then? Travels. But yeah. yeah, back to uh, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we went on a leading mad tangent. That's today. okay. So you're gonna be working on an album anyway. You're saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna stick, stick. That's where I'm gonna put most of me, uh, me energy. Get the album. Out. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going for an album over an EP. But I think it's a long time Look, coming. I think an EP can be easily done, but an album takes a bit more. I just feel a bit like more work into it. Th- th- because more. I haven't put much out, why not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And really build it and structure it. Well, you could probably make EPs from what you have put out already. Yeah. And they were probably like one track EPs, a two or three tracks. Yeah. But an album could be like ten tracks, five tracks, whatever you, whatever you want, I suppose. But that's probably because it's, it's an experience. It's rather probably than just here's two tracks that everybody can yeah, play. Yeah. And listen to. I'd say it's probably because subconsciously I'm listening to a lot of albums lately, and. Actually listening to the album, not just playing yeah. tracks of listening from start to finish. Like uh, one of the best, I don't, it's, you can't say the best, but up there for me, one of my favorite uh, electronic albums, Leftism or Leftfield, is just uh, no words, no <laughs> words, no words. I like it because Underworld's albums or something like everything, everything the live album, yeah, is spectacular. But uh, I think that's a uh, a compilation of different gigs they've done on a tour I thought it was all the one gig I think they took like the best sets of each and put it on the album yeah. best recording live set ah oh, man different ball game everything everything I, I uh, suggest the viewers this to that he's like techno but like Underworld you know who Underworld is why do I need to tell you it's just listen to the fucking thing yeah. may as well just stop you there because everybody knows who fucking who Underworld yeah, is yeah I don't need to tell you how good <laughs> Underworld's album is but yeah Leftism's album is one of my favourites our left field's album, Leftism, is one of my favourites. And, uh, yeah, I just think... I don't know. Yeah, I, so I kind of want to put all my music out now. Not all my music. Music I'm working on. Yeah. I don't know. Brand new on. project. Brand new project. Under the, the Reconstructed Collie. Yeah, and still, obviously, put as much energy into my sets because that's what I feel like I'm here to do. I want to DJ. Do you know what I mean? Excellent. Well, we'll have to say, that was the quickest hour of my life. Was that an hour? We're coming up to an hour now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have... One last question for you, and it's uh, not to put you on the spot, but again, have you got <laughs> again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always at that. Uh, have you got any advice for your younger self now? Before you go on, it doesn't have to be about your younger self in particular, but to any of maybe 
the younger generation or the next up and coming DJs or producers that might benefit from them hearing something from so something stories. I've done or something I wish I had done or maybe something you, you could tell yourself yeah from getting could, yeah, when you were so like, getting into production or DJing like something that some tips and tricks that like you kind of thought you might benefit from like it's great looking back but something that you know now that you didn't then like whether it's stay true to yourself or, goes without saying and it's very cliche know your worth don't be like just know your worth walk don't think there's a difference between knowing your worth and being cocky know your worth but walk hard to craft it do you know what I mean and fucking really walk at it you know what I mean like carve it out carve your self image out and I don't know I think it took me a while to find, find an identity because I was af- maybe I don't know not afraid but I just wasn't doing what now look, in hindsight looking back I know where, what journey I'm on now and I didn't know at the time and I would just say I, di- I did know at the time and I was I was blindsided to it so I'd say focus on just what truth yourself don't try and impress anyone maybe I tried to impress people when I was younger and uh, you just impress yourself and if it walks it walks and it will walk <laughs> excellent we don't have nothing else to add to that one there you go brother there you go right just before we wrap up uh, plug everything plug everything that's coming up plug your social media right you can get me at uh, Collie MCK on Instagram SoundCloud Collie Bandcamp Collie but uh, Bandcamp Collie Dublin is it Collie Dublin yeah yeah Collie Dublin I think Jeez, you know more than me there we go There's it's, it's been an Collie's absolute life. pleasure Collie's life in a nutshell it was a pleasure having you on number one thank you very much the first one man thank you episode uh, one the workflow podcast wrapped up brother yeah, I love you. beautiful